Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the very first episode of Drunken Brothers. Host Galzin and Guzik. I'm Galzin. With us I'm is Guzik. Guzik, say hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing very good. Sit on this brewski. Anyways, drinking today. Um, I've got a. It's from Conan. Kona Brewing Co. Hanali Island IPA. How many you got? I got one of these left. And then, once I finish this, I'm going to whip open Asheville, North Carolina's first beer, Gaelic Ale from Highland Brewing, Asheville, North Carolina. Sounds like a tasty brew. We'll see. We'll see. How about you? I am drinking Pura Still Mango Flavored Water. Supposed to have some alcohol in it. Funny story about when I bought it when I was at Giant Eagle. I saw they were selling six packs, but I was like, a six pack's not going to do it for me. So I went and bought a whole case. And I took the case up to the cashier, and the cashier goes, do you know how many you're buying right now? I'm like, yes, yes, I know exactly how many I'm buying, or else I wouldn't have brought it to the goddamn register. Like, just scan the fucking thing and let me go home. What an idiot. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Oh, my God, dude. Holy shit. Dude, this is fucking water. (laughs) This is water. What's that called? Pure Still. Pura still. Dude, this is fucking water. This is... I might have to start ripping these just to make sure there's alcohol in them. I don't know. <laughs> this tastes like fucking water, dude. Folks, so... We'll come back to our drinks at the end of the show. With the closing moments, we'll explain how we like them. How buzzed we are. What it tastes like. Shit like that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're very excited about this podcast. Can't wait to get it rolling. Um, so if, without further ado, here it is. Drunken Brownie Bits. I would just like to reiterate, it's our first episode. Please bear with us as we get used to this. Yeah. There's going to be some rough patches along the way. I just want everyone to know that we're, we're going to have a good time. We're going to get drunk. But uh, you're going to need to bear with us through the first couple episodes until we get used to this and get a flow going. We will get better. Don't worry. We want to have a fun first episode. Um, but as, as Guzik said, we, we will be drunk. Um, but now let's have fun with it. Get this I'm, thing started. 
I'm excited for what we have to talk about. You know, this today's episode is going to be more of a the 2018 season recap, and then you know next week we'll start with uh, just going ahead with the 2019 season. I think to start, I'd like to um, you know not tell our whole story, but tell a little bit more about ourselves, exactly what this podcast is going to be about. Um, I'm I'm Chase Goslin. Diehard Browns fan, grew up in Cleveland, Avon, Ohio, right outside of Cleveland. Uh, I currently live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, yeah, Guzik, go ahead. Yeah, same thing from Avon, currently live in Akron, Ohio. Uh, you know, just like the rest of Cleveland, you know, our dads were Browns fans, our grandfathers were Browns fans, it's just tradition that's passed on. Dick and Joe. It's not something we asked to be a part of, but we are, and you know we're gonna we're gonna live it till we die. Speaking of our dads, Dick and Joe get get no better than Dick and Joe. Dick and Joe. (laughs) Dick Goslin, Joe Guzik, great guys. But um, we're also first year season ticket holders, which we are excited as fuck about. Very excited uh, with uh, Jimmy and Coon, two guys that in the future will definitely be probably a part of this podcast in some way, shape, or form. I talked oh, to them last night. They, they were definitely excited. They want to be a part of it. So uh, I would definitely expect to hear from them in the future. For sure. Sure. All right. Well, let's move on to our first topic. Let's get this thing started. Let's start with the, the Brown season recap at all. What we thought. Music, um, what would you think? Personally, me, since I've been alive, obviously both of us born in 96. We didn't have a team until 99. Uh, I, I, probably the most emotionally invested I've ever been into a Brown season since I've been alive by far. Uh, there's a lot of ups and downs. It, uh it just seems like, you know, there was something left out there that, we, you know, we, we didn't do everything we could have. Definitely feel like we should have been playing in the month of January, but we weren't. I, I feel the exact same way. Um, like you said, funny story, though, um, about, you know, our birthdays being in 96. I was actually – my birthday is May 31st. Guzix is June 1st. Yeah, we were back. born less than 24 hours apart. So that, that's pretty cool. But anyways, we went 7-8-1. and one. You know, not a winning record, which I'm disappointed about. But like you said, God, I mean, I'm 22 years old. That was probably the most, I'd say, one of the most successful and probably the funnest season I've been a part of just watching being a, a fan i know uh, we went 10 and 6 one year big, we, we somehow missed the playoffs I, but we were in like sixth grade and we were you know as invested well what, um, what was it what was it 2001 where you know we would have been about five years old where tim couch led us to a nine and seven record and we made the right. wild card round we and we lost pittsburgh right a game they mm-hmm. should have won because they were up you know, by a couple scores going into the second half, and then they let uh, 
and yeah, um, the Steelers come back. But no, uh, yeah, I'm just this season has Tim, definitely been. Tim didn't even. Uh, Tim didn't even start that game. I believe he broke his leg. So in, Kelly Holcomb. Kelly Holcomb started that game. He actually had a pretty good game. Um, but yeah, they ended up losing. That was the last time the Browns have been in the playoffs. Um, and ever, you know, obviously we know how bad, just, just awful. Since we've been alive, it's been fucking horrible. I also, I don't think we, yes, we do swear on this podcast. It is explicit. Um, just to let you guys know. So yeah, you'll be hearing us swear a lot, but I don't know, man. I, I thought this was such a fun season. Every week I was invested and I didn't, I just you know, wanted to win, obviously. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible to ask the team that went 0-16. And, yes, John Dorsey completely, like, flipped the roster. But it's, it's, it's a lot to ask for an 0-16 team to make the, make the playoffs. But it seems like there was a couple games out there that should have been won, one or two of them that would have got them into the playoffs. It's not unreasonable to ask, why didn't we make the playoffs? And the answer is actually really simple. I don't know if we want to bring it up now or we want to bring it up later, but the answer is very simple why we didn't make the playoffs. Um, I mean, yeah. it. You know, we could talk about that, but at the end of the day, it got Hugh Jackson, the worst head coach in the history of sports, not just football, sports. Hugh Jackson. It, it, it got him is... fired. So I don't know. We can We can talk about if – we would have won some of those games at the beginning of the year. Would he still be here? Would he not? You know, but at the end of the day, we went seven, eight, and one. It was, it was a much better, exciting season in the past. God knows Ooh. how many. You can say, you can say, thank God we lost those games and Hugh Jackson got fired. But there's, a, I don't think there's a single Browns fan out there that that would say. I'm glad we lost those games and didn't make the playoffs so Hugh Jackson get fired. We would all want to be 10-5-1 and one winning oh, for the sure. North with Hugh Jackson. It's not that we wanted to lose those games. We're happy he's gone, but we all – no one wanted Hugh Jackson to lose. That's the thing. No I agree with that. We wanted him to lose. We wanted him to win, but the dude's just a well, gigantic fucking loser. The dude's just agree, a fucking but... Sad human being, he's a <laughs> fucking loser. Uh, that's dead on about Hugh Jackson, loser. Um, I'd say he's a he's a nice guy and all, but he's an asshole too, in my opinion, because he he doesn't take responsibility for anything. He blames his players, blames his staff, blames the the GM, blames. Anyone he can think of besides himself for the lack of success the Browns had under him. Uh, and then he goes on, then he gets fired, and he goes on the very next day in his fucking suit and fucking bald ass fucking head and goes on first take, goes on all these shows to just talk shit about the Browns. And 
explain why nothing was his fucking fault. Um, you know, we can go on forever about that, but I had a conversation with uh, a friend of mine named Troy during one of the Browns games, and we, we, you know, we both agreed. Like, why was there such a big difference in in the the game plan with Hugh Jackson and then Greg Williams? It's because these dudes are grown fucking men. These dudes have kids. These dudes have wives. They're grown men making a living. Exactly. So these dudes are going to be able to decide, this dude's a fucking phony. Hugh Jackson's a fucking phony. Everything he says is fucking bullshit. So when shit starts to get hard and you go down by 10 points, they're going to give up on a coach like that. And then well, exactly. I mean, comes in. I mean, just look at – Like grown fucking men. And they realize, all right, we got a grown – a dude who realizes, you know, what's going on as the head coach. There, there's no explanation for and, um, bullshit was going on with Hugh Jackson. Like, there, there was something there that no one else knows that the players in that locker room know that was just completely – Oh, well, obviously, obviously Baker does because um, he, he'll be the first one to tell you he did not give a fuck about Hugh Jackson. Yeah, not like him. Thing. At That's all. another thing. Fucking Damian Woodley, Colin Coward. Don't get me started on those guys. Who who the fuck are you? You're not in that locker room every week. You're on a fucking couch in a goddamn TV like like studio. You who know the what? For you to say Baker Mayfield has to act a certain way. How many Damian Woodley, sure, you played for the Patriots. That's one thing. But why Give me a break. Fuck, why the fuck are we gonna let Colin Coward tell Baker Mayfield how the fuck he should act. Like, who the fuck are you? And all these people, you know, them, they're so irrelevant. You know, get over it. Let it go. Why, why has he got to let it go? Why, why do you give a shit? You know, shit like that fuels a guy like Baker. You know, that's, that's what gives him the motivation. He he didn't like the guy. I And now, listen, understand that he got fired, and then he took a job with the Bengals, which, whatever. Everyone knew that was going to happen. And I'm, not, knew that was and I'm happen. not, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, traitor, whatever. I don't give a shit what you do, Hugh Jackson. If the Bengals are dumb enough to give you a fucking job on their staff, go, go ahead. Well, we're going to kick your ass like, like we did. We're going to kick your ass when we play you guys, which those two games I, I loved. I think Hugh Jackson with the Bengals, they won one game against the Oakland Raiders and then lost rest. <laughs> I mean, the, the dude's just a loser. The dude's a total loser. Listen, uh, and we all know that. We can go on and on about how bad Hugh Jackson was and if, you know, if we would have won some of those games at the beginning of the year, if we lost it, you know, if he would he still be the coach, what not, whatever. He's the worst head coach in the history of sports. We'll talk more about him later on. Because we're going to get to the, the Seth Wickersham report and all that. Got to talk about that. Um, let's, let's go on I mean, and, you know, talk, is- let's talk about some of the good things about the season. Um, I, mean, I mean, bottom line is, you know, the first eight weeks of the season, Hugh Jackson is going to have to own that. And uh, I think the last eight weeks just when uh, a couple of years down the road, when we're making the playoffs every year, we're competing for championships. We should, we should, uh, everyone should take a second and just, you know, just thank Greg Williams for what he did for this team. Cause 
that I mean, in most cases, like a team like that ends up three and thirteen. But with Greg Williams and all that, you know, I agree. And and with Freddie Kitchens, but there there's some guys, and there there's obviously I feel like it's kind of maybe fifty fifty on just radio guys I've heard um, say, you know, we we should thank Greg Williams for all that he did. With this season, we or and then there's some guys, you know, why do we need to thank him? Well, I think he are you kidding me? Like, you're not supposed to. I understand we all know the Browns have talent and all that, but the fucking dysfunction of the Cleveland Browns is such a joke that you're not supposed to. What, what was our record when Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley got fired? Two, two, five, and one. Two, yeah, two, five. Okay, and one. Yeah, so we're, we're like two, games. five, yeah. and one halfway through the season. We just get, we not just even, get. It's not even that. You, you know, you're you're coming off a three game losing. Three, yeah. You're two, two, and one. And and you were two, two, and one in the thick of everything, uh, and then just everything went and, to shit for no And possibly reason. could have been four, one, and one, or. Or five and zero, oh, maybe. I mean, all those games, well, we probably you could say should have won or could have won. Um, but yeah, it, well, you lay it out. You lay it out on the line right now. You were lining up for a thirty-seven-yard field goal in overtime to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. That kick gets what, was it. Then you go to New Orleans, and your kicker misses what two two field goals and yeah. Shout goal. out Zane Gonzalez. You, Fuck you. And well, the other thing with Zane Gonzalez, the report that he was hurt during that game, then that just shows why the fuck is our head coach allowing a kicker with a groin injury to kick our fucking field goal? Um, I don't know if I buy that. If he was hurt that bad and knew he would, he was gonna. Obviously, he had the leg to do it. It's not like he, he was going that. out there and it, wincing in pain. So I don't know if I buy that bullshit. I think that's just an excuse because if he was hurt earlier on in the week, he would have went to the trainer. They would have told him, hey, you guys should probably sign a backup kicker. So yeah, that's the I don't thing, buy you know? it. He was a seventh I understand Hugh Jackson dumbass, but I don't buy that shit. I – Zane Gonzalez was terrible from day one when we drafted him. Wait, I know it was a seventh round. I know, yeah, I know it was a seventh round pick, but it's still a waste of a another pick. How many? How many times have we said that? So, um, you know, there's a there's kind of a kicker problem in the NFL. There's a bunch of teams. Minnesota. Oh, has we're gonna. We're going to get into that. Trust me. We're going to get into that later on. Uh, next segment, actually. Um, yeah. But I want to talk about well, – all right, we'll go to one more negative thing, I guess, about the season. And then the rest is going to be – the rest is going to be all, you know, happy moving forward, all right? So the thing I want to talk about is the worst game – I watched all year. Probably, probably the most heartbreaking, pissed off I've ever been. And there's been a lot of Browns, but this probably number one for me was that Raiders game. 
Oh my god. I let's just say I was fucking hammered. Let's just say when we got that first down. Yeah, it was supposed to be down, a first right? down. And the booth, I I can't remember who was commentating that game. But I just remember, you know, when they went to review it, they're like, there's no way they're going to overturn. That, that's a first down. This game is over. I'm off my couch, jumping around, clapping, so excited because we're at that point, we are about to be what? Two one and one or two one and one, yeah. Two one and one. Okay. That was that was the fourth game of the year, right? Yeah. Okay. So at Baker's first official. Right, because then we moved to one one and two. When they came back and and said that that was not a first oh my god. I lost it. I knew right then and there this is not going to end well. It, I, well, I'll never you, get that game out of my head. Me and you were both 22 years old. Okay, how many games have you watched where the booth out of nowhere reviewed the spot of the ball? Say that again. How many times have you ever seen that? How many times in your 22 years of watching football have you seen the booth, not a coach challenge, but the booth review and go, uh, I don't know about that spot you guys gave. How many times have you ever seen that before in your life? That's uh, – there's just so many times where – I know it happens a ton, but there have been so many times where I see the refs absolutely screw the Browns. Like calls that are just you know, like – another example, but you were with me. We watched – when I was back in Ohio – and another – that was probably – dude, there's been a lot. That, I feel like this year we weren't alive for the cardiac kids, and I know this year's team didn't win as many games. Obviously, we didn't have a winning record, but that's what this year kind of felt like was the cardiac kids. Every game just gave you a fucking heart attack. And I know that's a lot of rounds games, but this year only because we – you know, we almost had a winning record. It was exciting. That Tampa Bay game, too. Oh, we that cool. call where Baker's running and he just gets lit up in his house. And I'm all for, listen, the AAF last night, I'm all for finally, you know, being able to tackle. We'll get on to that later on, too. But when you have a guy, I don't know how this is possible. So – I know the Saints, and again, another thing we're going to talk about. I know Saints fans feel like they got robbed, which I think they did, but I don't want to hear all this. No, they, they did. They okay, did. I understand. I understand that. And that they can feel that way, but I, wanna, that. I want them to simmer down on the bitching and complaining because they need to watch a Browns game every week because we had a fucking – no, get no. a fucking ref. This fucking pisses me off. We had a ref. Somehow, how is this possible? Come on the mic to the crowd and say the quarterback was a runner, therefore he is allowed to be hit in the head. What the fuck? Well, to start off, 
The guy who made that call was Ed Hockley's son. Well, he's a fucking idiot. For starters. Yeah, no, it's, you know, I don't want to drown on that because the NFL just had terrible officiating across the league every week, every game. There were, there were, there was just bad calls made across the board. So I, don't I don't know, know dude. Have you, have you like ever heard something like that? No, never. And remember, we had we had our friend Stefan watching the game with us, who's a Steelers fan, and even he was like, I, 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 that is complete nonsense. I've never – that is the most asinine uh, officiating call I've ever heard in my life, by far. And, and I don't think, of course, because it's the Browns, and I don't care what the fuck anybody says, because we've been bad for so long – and some people have said because of Bottlegate, the Browns get fucked so badly on calls. No, I've heard that too. No, I've heard that theory too that, you know, refs that were involved in the Bottlegate scam, like those refs weren't, aren't in the league now, but there's refs in that game that became head officials in that, and there's refs now that were a part of their crews that are now head officials. And those guys stick with, like stick to each other and have each other's back for sure. If we're going to bring that up though, like if they're pissed off about Bottlegate, I, I don't, you know, I don't think anybody should be like killed or cut open, but th- that fucking call that started Bottlegate, it, it, this just brings back to my point. It's unbelievable. I understand, Saints, you did get screwed over. But you should see and hear some of the calls made against the Browns over the years. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And I'm not going to, you know, we'll move on here in a second. I don't want to bitch and complain all episode long about this because, you know, the Browns are going to be good next year. We had a decent season, so – Fuck them. We'll get past it. I would like to. I would like to finish it with these couple comments. There's, there's two things that I saw in the Brown season that completely had me full of hope. The first thing is the Denver Broncos game Saturday night prime time, when, you know, what was the score? Probably uh, like thirteen ten at the time or thirteen seven, whatever it was. And Baker Mayfield, they're at the three-yard line, changes the play on his own, on his own, tells Kelly, hey, run this slant, and then connect on it. Exactly. So that, that was, that was beautiful. Positive. And, then the, and then the Ravens game where, you know, the Browns had literally nothing to play for. They were going to Hawaii. Oh, the next God, game. Every was... one of the players, everyone's going on vacation. And when Baker Mayfield ran that jet sweep fake and threw that touchdown to Jarvis Landry – I mean, that's, that's, that's Brett Farvast. That is Brett Farvast as a rookie. That is absolutely motivating. And people say, oh, what's Freddie Kitchens going to do now that uh, people have film on his offense? And I, I would say to them, week to week when Freddie Kitchens was the offensive coordinator, I don't think the offense looked the same either week. I thought Freddie Kitchens planned according to other teams' defenses. I don't think – I think I have no worries in the world. And now they bring in Todd Munkin to bring in the air raid offense, too, and they're going to incorporate all that. And then next year, each well, week, that offense is going to look different every week, depending on who they play. And I'm not worried at all. I think – No, no. I don't, I don't know why people say that. Well, 
How many he Freddie Kitchens was all coordinator for eight games? Yeah. Oh, so half the year, you know, that's a good amount of games. I know it's not a full Honestly, season, but it's not like now like Baker, and I'm not worried about Baker at all. This is not what I'm saying, but I think it's a lot different from being a player to where they have tape on you and your tendencies and things like that than than a coach that, that cough cough. Cough, cough, Lamar Jackson. Cough, exactly, cough. exactly. Perfect point. Um, we'll speak about that in a, a, another episode. But I, I think it's just totally different from, you know, having, having tape on a play caller. I don't – I think if you can call, call plays, you can call plays. And you'll you know at the right time when to do things. The thing with Freddie, and I think he'll be fine. I love the hire, love the guy. Um the main thing about a head coach is about when to use a challenge, when to use a timeout, you know, clock management, Dude. when to run, when to pass, things like that, which Hugh Jackson was horrible at all of those. I think, I think, I think people are blowing it way out of proportion. I really do. I mean, Sean McVay was the offensive coordinator of the Washington Redskins for one season, and they became, you know, the biggest thing in the NFL. And I'm not worried about Freddie no. Kitchens. If he if he screws up clock management week three against the fucking you know whoever the fuck they're playing, the Seattle Seahawks at home or whatever, I'm not worried about that. I'm really not. I don't think Freddie Kitchens will screw up enough to cost his games. I don't think he's gonna do that. If he screws up, yeah, it'll probably happen. He you know, he was a running backs coach last year. But I don't think he'll screw up enough to cost us the season. I don't see that happening. No, no, absolutely not. Um, I don't see that happening either. I just think he's – I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a fun guy. I think Baker loves him. He he had never been an offensive coordinator before ever, and he did. I mean, we had one of the top offenses when he was the offensive coordinator throughout the rest of the season. Um, the line was uh, outstanding. No, no, no. I mean, the most the most impressive impressive stat of the second eight weeks was you know how many times the quarterback was hit, and the Browns had I think like almost like seventeen or eighteen less quarterback hits than the yeah, second. Yeah, it, it was it was it was unbelievable. That's the most impressive stat. I, I want to say I, and I don't want to quote Stephen A. Smith. We'll we'll also talk about him later on. I, I don't want to quote him and say I could be wrong. He was definitely wrong. Um, I could be wrong, though. I think we only gave up, was it like four sacks? It was something crazy. I think it was It was like four sacks and like six quarterback heads. And, and you have to put in mind that during that stretch, they played the Houston Texans with J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney. And they also played the Denver Broncos with Von Miller and Bradley. Exactly. Jones. So it's not like they were playing slouches. They well, were playing teams with formal. Uh, and that's teams. why I hate when, and I definitely think, you know, we could use some players on the line, but I can't stand when, when people that don't even really know a whole lot about football are always like, draft the offensive linemen. We, we need, we need linemen. Um, they do realize a franchise quarterback makes the line better. Um, play, playmakers um, make the line better. A, a good, hard, fast, 
running back can make the line better. Schemes, play calls, coaching can make people, the line better. People that people that know football know everybody everybody helps everybody out. Exactly. You know? It's a team game. It's the ultimate team game. Every it's exactly it's the ultimate team game. So everything complements everybody. You know, the defensive the defensive uh, rush again uh, on the quarterback is going to look a lot better when your corners are able to cover a receiver for three and a half. Seconds. Or everything complements right. each or, other. Like Miles Garrett on one end, he he can possibly make those other guys on the line better because he's getting double teamed every damn play. Which he does. So, and you know, that I mean, that'll be a future episode. We talk about you know how how do we get Miles Garrett to get more sacks? It's pretty simple, as it appears right now. You need someone besides Emmanuel Ogba. On the other it, end yeah, and I mean, and I liked I liked Ogba, but I he's a cool guy. He's uh you know he's not a terrible player, but I I really think that. Did he break his leg? He had a, some type of injury. I think that maybe down. He just that I we really we went we went into the season and I said, you know, oh Miles Garrett, you know, Ogan Joby, he'll be in his second year. Uh, these you know rookies, oddball on the one end, and I think maybe maybe that's why we didn't draft um, Bradley Chubb. Maybe I don't. I'm not going to dwell on that. Denzel Ward is when he's healthy. That's the only thing I'm nervous about because I'm really nervous about those concussions. He's a he's I mean, phenomenal player. I mean, he was a shut down playmaker. If we're talking hindsight right now, if I'm John Dorsey and I have that fourth pick, I think I'm taking Bradley Chubb over Denzel Ward. If that, I mean, right. hindsight no. twenty. I think right now, if I could have it back, I would take. Bradley Chubb over Denzel Ward. That's just yeah. No, I get it, but I I can't think about that. I like I like Ward, and may, maybe I do the no, same. That's, that's, but you know, that's that's nothing against Ward. That's something against right. Me, but I mean, I think T.J. Carey had a great year. I, Terrence Mitchell before he broke his wrist had a great. Well, year. I don't think a corner was no. I I think those guys are good players, but I think they are very very good. If you're going to be a Super Super Bowl, excuse me, Super Bowl contender, I think they are very good backups, slot corner types. Um, I don't, I don't know if they're starter material. So if we could, if we could get another, well, play, if we're if we're talking if we're talking Super Bowl right now, I I'd put Terrence Mitchell up against Stephon Gilmore any day of the week. Oh, I don't know. Every day of the week, I put Terrence Mitchell against them. Like, like competing? I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that far. I think Terrence Mitchell's good, but if he if he didn't break his wrist, if he didn't break his wrist, he would have been playing in the Pro Bowl. I he was having a good year, so I can't argue that. I don't know if he kept it up, but Stephon Gilmore had a pretty damn good year, and he looked really good in the Super Bowl like and and listen the Patriots well, because they've so been like good for so long you, 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 get a lot of no calls unlike the Browns were holding pass interference a lot more of that shit would have been called against the Browns but I'm not you know that's not taking away from any you know anything Stefan Gilmore did he's yeah he's a good player you know 
said, well, you know, we, we might as well go like right into the NFL playoffs right now. We might as well just talk about what we thought about the playoffs because I have a lot to say about how the Patriots play defense. All right, well, listen, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up this topic, Brown season recap. It was a good year. Um, things I think, final th- yeah, I, final thoughts. Go ahead. Final thoughts. I think it's just uh, signs of things to come. I, I fully expect to win the AFC North tomorrow and yes. I, uh, next year and host a, host a home playoff. Yes. I, I, I don't see anything. I don't want to hear. The Steelers are on the way down. The Ravens are playing with a running quarterback. I don't know what the fuck's going on in Cincinnati. I fully expect to win the AFC North next oh, year. And anything below that would be an Cincinnati's terrible. I don't care what anyone else says. I don't care what anyone else says. Not winning the division is an absolute disappointment. Well, all right. I'll give my thoughts. I think anything less than the playoffs is a disappointment. And I don't want to hear any losers there's a lot out there. I know you guys are used to losing. Some of you might fucking like it. I don't know. Um, a and A. Bullshit. I heard Dustin Fox. Dustin Fox. Dustin Fox said he'd be happy with eight and eight. Dustin Fox, I ask you if the Browns go eight and eight and don't make the playoffs. I ask you to go into that locker room and shake every player's hand and say thank you for going eight. Yeah. And eight. Well. Thank you. Listen, I, 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 I love. I ask you to do that. Dustin I love Fox. Dustin Fox. I they're. I listen I to their show. That was just a, that was just a ridiculous. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lyon, uh, Bull Fox. I I listen to their damn shows like almost every day. But uh, I definitely disagree. If if eight and eight, I know that we have been bad. But listen, I thought, I, and that's what I have written down here. Just let me name some of the players that stand out: Baker, Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett. Demarius Randall, Rashad Higgins. I'm going to ask you to go back. I'm going to ask you to go back. Nick Chubb, if he would have been able to play how he did in the second eight weeks, would have ran for 1,600 yards. Oh, absolutely. People don't understand that. As a rookie, would have ran for 1,600 yards. And listen, I was sick to my stomach when he got a loss of yards on a carry and he finished with 996 yards. But, God, oh, man, he – he would have been a top top three yeah. running back in the league. I want you. I want you to keep going through the list, and I want everyone to realize everyone you're going to name is not a free agent next year. They are under contract with the Cleveland Browns. Well, there's a there's a there's a couple I'm going to name because these players stood out to me. I'm not going to name everybody. I just wrote down a lot of the players, mainly the second half of the year players that that stood out to me. Um, so I already said Baker, Chubb, Miles. Obviously, that's like the big three for us. Um, you said Landry. Jarvis, obviously, I think he needs to be more in the slot instead of a one. And I think he, he's obviously very good. Higgins had a very good year. Let's wrap him up in a contract. He really impressed me this well, year he, when he was he's, healthy. He's, He's a restricted free agent. Okay. So even if someone else offers him, if you match it, he has okay. to come back. And he wants I, to come I back. do. I so I I really we need to start signing our own damn guys. Cause in the past we haven't done that. Um Well, they have a whole month to do that. So. Brash, uh Brashad Perriman, I loved what he did when we brought him in. That dude, change of scenery, well, hey. different quarterback. The dude made plays. Um, well, hey, real quick, real quick, uh, you keep you're gonna keep naming receivers. 
the person that makes the receiver so good and he's not with the team anymore, but Todd Haley is a known, just like a receiver guru. Like he was with Arizona with Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald. And then he went to Pittsburgh and, you know, Juju, uh, Darius Hayward Bay, uh, Martavius Brown, yeah. Brown, and then he comes to Cleveland. Dude, the dude knows how to coach receivers. He, he I, I might. He, I don't no, he, team anymore, but he knows how to coach receivers. That's bottom line. He might. I don't know. I don't really know. Like, I – that he, he could be right. I don't know. I just know he wasn't here for half the season when they really stepped up. You, you know, Higgins – Higgins, no, was, Higgins no, was no, doing no. good. Higgins was doing good with him. Um, and Brashard Perryman came in, you know, after the Oakland game. So he had he had time with Todd Haley. I'm telling you. Did did, did Perryman? I want to like talk about how bad Todd Haley was, but Todd Haley, I think, is the reason why we don't need to draft a receiver in the first round. I think. Well, you know, you got you got Damian Ratley, you got Derek Willie. You don't need a receiver. No, I, I don't. I don't Haley. want. I don't want a receiver in the first round. But I, I don't know if that's all because of Todd Haley. It. it I think it's all. Dude, he wasn't even here half the year. Check Todd Haley's history. No, check Todd Haley's. History. I get it. He has a history of having good receivers because he knows how to coach receivers. Uh, that's what he. No, does listen. I, I understand. I understand. But I just think. I think Baker. Helped those guys out. It obviously helps when you have a franchise quarterback. I think Freddie Kitchen's play calling definitely helped. Um, but no, you, you could be right. I know in hard knocks and things like that, he was telling he was telling Jarvis, "Hey, take that kid Callaway," which I have written down. The take dude, Callaway under your wing because dude, we don't want him fucking up. And the dude knows receivers. The dude knows how to coach receivers. Right, I, I will debate that till I die. That's fine. I don't. I don't really know a whole lot about him and receivers, but uh, I guess I should do more research on that. Who, but he's the one who brought in Derek Will- Willies and Damian Radley and all those dudes. He brings in all these young receivers because he knows how to get the best out of them. All right. No, I'm not that... saying he's some awesome offensive coordinator, or whatever. I'm just saying he knows how to coach. Receiver. All right, fair enough. Well, well uh, let me scroll through the rest of my list, and there's going to be some guys, listeners, that I might leave off. Uh, trust me. Uh, I just the – mo- the players that stood out to me the most is who I wrote down. So uh, we just got done with Higgins and Perriman. I'll move on. Denzel Ward, when he was in there, we rookie. already said he's a yep, rookie, rookie lockdown. If he can just stay healthy yep. with those concussions, Callaway, who we just talked about, this Rookie. dude could be – I'm not saying he's going to be the next Tyreek Hill, but there's flashes of him being really good. And he's a rookie, very, very young, younger than us. We're 22. I'm, I think Callaway was like 21, troubled, troubled kid David in college. I'm pretty sure – I'm pretty sure David Njoku's younger. David Njoku is younger than us, and that was his what second second season. I yes. have him written down. There's sometimes where sometimes he struggles. Sometimes he doesn't catch a ball. He needs a catcher there, but I think he took a stride from his rookie hey, season hey. to his second hey, season. Hey. I know it's probably unrelated, but how many drops did David Njoku have in the second eight weeks of the season? 
Honestly, that's a good point. I don't think that many. Zero? I'm gonna. Zero. I, I would say zero. I don't think he we'll have to look that up in the second eight weeks. Of we'll have season. to look that up. I'm not sure, but uh, he definitely had a uh, he had a solid season for sure, and I think he's gonna but, get even better. But yeah. but yeah, keep going down your list. Yeah, and I know in Joku, he might never turn into a top, you know, Pro Bowl tight end, but he's he's getting there. He's he's a good tight end. Um, anyways, uh, Jabril Peppers. God, Under oh contract. man, did that dude take a huge jump? I he was for sure just a bust his rookie season. I know he was a rookie, but damn, he didn't do a damn thing his rookie season. Now this year, he he definitely made some strides. Joe Schobert. Well, real quick, back to Jabril Peppers. Uh, Steve Wilkes, our defensive coordinator, he. Uh, his nature is defensive back coach. He's coming into Cleveland. I think Jabril Peppers will be even better next year with Steve Wilkes at the defensive Well, player. I would love that because if, if Peppers gets even better, he could turn into a Pro Bowl-type safety. Now, I don't really put a whole lot of stock into the Pro Bowl nowadays because half this shit's like fan voting and all that crap. But, you know, whatever. It, I think he could turn into a very good safety. Um, I think I think Jabril Peppers right now will be the key when it comes to Lamar Jackson. A player like that, that hybrid safety linebacker, oh, yeah. he's going to be very important. That that's when it comes to playing the Ravens. That's a good here. point. That's a very good point. But um, Joe Schobert, I think this guy is. I think he's pretty underrated. You know, he might not be like an all-pro type linebacker, but he's a very good linebacker, leader, heart and soul of your defense. He's the quarterback. Right, and I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, compare him to another white guy. I'm not, you know, not trying to do that, but and they, you know, they do kind of look like that, but not because he's white, but he he does remind me of Sean Lee for the Cowboys. Just. The, the way, you know, they play, the way they're kind of like the heart and soul of the defense. Um, you saw what happened. I'm going to have to no. – Go ahead. No, right now, I would take Sean Lee's athletic ability, but Joe Schobert's defensive, like, IQ is probably top five in the entire league. Oh, I'd His agree with that. Like, is so good. That's what makes him so good. He's not physically gifted. I don't know. No, not, he's he's like really Sean not Lee, that. But he's so goddamn smart. He what, knows what? where the play's going before it happens. That's what makes him so good. He's just so fucking smart. Well, you saw what happened when he got hurt. I mean. Yeah, the defense was fucking The defense lost, was. You know? it, uh, listen, the defense was 29th in the league, so it wasn't good at all. So get that shit out of here people that don't even watch football or don't even pay attention to stats the Browns defense was not good all right everyone we have good players that That's could be Greg Williams scheme and listen we already praised Greg Williams before no, no, no. It's, it's it's Greg Williams it, it was Greg Williams scheme. I was at the Chargers game and he blitzed eight guys every single play and all they did was just run a fucking counter with Melvin Gordon every play for fucking 12 yards 
Yeah. He didn't adjust coming out in the second half. So listen. I mean, I, I love Greg Williams. I love Greg Williams. You know, he honestly, he probably could be a head coach. He just he's not that good of a defensive coordinator. He's really Yeah, good. but Joe Schobert. Everywhere he's been, he's had he's had talent. He's had talent. Every team he's ever fucking coordinated, they've had talent. Right. But that's that's and and they do and, and I'm gonna let it go. no and his defenses do create turnovers but anyways Joe Schobert he's I think he's the heart and soul of the defense they they need to they need to lock him up again um, no made his pro made a Pro Bowl what his second yeah year in the league? so first year in the league this is his I think this is Schobert's is going into his fourth year. I think he might be going into his fourth year. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. But uh, so. Right. Larry Ogunjobi, this guy, that dude, and that dude impressed the this shit. This dude, now he's another one that got injured, but I think most of the time he played through it. Is what people don't realize. This guy was on track to having a Pro Bowl type season. He was a played. With he was a, a beast. Bicep played. With a torn bicep. That, that's what it was. Exactly. And tore his bicep, and the doctor said, yeah, I guess you could play. So this dude said, I'm going to play. So listen. I would give him a fucking 10-year contract right now. That's a kind of guy you I, want. I agree. The dude loves playing football. He has a story. He was a, you know, a very, very chubby kid playing video games all the time. If you've never heard a story. Um, he actually went to college just down the road from me at, uh, UNCC, uh, university of North Carolina, Charlotte, 49ers. So no, but he, when he's healthy, man, if we can get him, Ogan Joby, the next guy I'm going to mention, Jannard Avery, this dude, I think is very underrated by, you know, some fans or just in you know, the general public, he's a rookie. Well, he, have, well, he was drafted in what, the fifth round? I have I have some bad news for Jamie Collins. <laughs> hey, buddy, that's your Oh, dude. There There's the door. Listen. See you later. Jannard Avery is going to take over and, and, and See you later, Jamie and, Collins. Go to fucking Jacksonville. <laughs> Listen, in, in upcoming episodes, we're going to talk about We're going to talk about free agency, but folks – I'm pretty sure it's safe to say Jamie Collins. And I don't know that sometimes he's going to get the fuck. He's going to, he's gone. He's gone. That was a huge, right. Sashi right. trade deal side, like him playing out the rest of the year. The only reason they did that is because they had injury problems. And now the cap hit from trading him is like considerably less. John Dorsey's going to put his foot in Jamie <laughs> Collins' asshole. And Listen, sometimes the guy made good plays, and I, I'm not going to say he, he ever complained about playing here. He might like it, but, dude, sometimes what – Sometimes, you know, oh, he he, the, he, for, well, for sure. Three years, $54 million? Yeah, something insane. But – Five years? Something, like some crazy deal like if, that? If I, as a fan, and others can watch just the game, we're not even going through game film and can see just pure laziness – and lack of effort to make a play or a tackle, then, dude, you no, got to go because you're not part of what 
the Browns are trying to build. And that's a stable, not dysfunctional, playoff contending team. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say Jamie Collins is gone. Um, Because, again, we'll we'll have Kirksey coming back. We've got Joe Schober. We've got Jannard Avery. I know injuries happen. We'll address that in free agency and the draft. I know John Dorsey will because you can never have a – you can never have enough good, solid linebackers. You can never have a good, solid enough any position, but I just think in today's league where, you know, the off, it's catered to the offense so much that if you can have good, smart, fast linebackers, corners, then you're going to be in a good position to succeed. So – I know they're, you know, like you men- mentioned, Terrence Mitchell, um, a few other guys. Um, but that that was my list I had. And obviously, you know, the line was good. Um, we don't need to bring up any of their names. Um, but why, why don't we take a – go ahead. No, 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 no. I would like to say J.C. Treader played on a high ankle sprain – Throughout the entire I did, season. I would like okay. to give him a I did forget out. about that. That dude had a high ankle sprain and played the entire season. That dude played good. I did I did at forget center, about that. At center. I mean, besides left tackle, center is the most important offensive lineman position. And that dude played with the high he ankle sprain. He played his asshole. He knew we didn't have a backup right. center. We did not have a backup if he would have, center. If, and that dude played his You know, who, who knows how the line – would have looked if he would have sat out with that injury. But, no, that's that's a good point. He played his ass off on an injury. Um, but, yeah, that that's the Browns. That's, that's the only – That's the Browns' season recap. Um, so, a lot lot of ups and downs. We went 7-8-1. and one. Me and you both think next year. You think division. It's, it's, I think playoffs. Playoffs are bust, definitely, because there's too much damn talent. There's too much momentum. There's too much salary cap space to where this team can take a major leap, especially in a division that's going through a lot of changes. This is the time now with all these players on rookie contracts to go ahead and contend. I think they should go with the Los Angeles Rams model. Jared Goff's on his rookie contract deal. Go nuts, go nuts when he's on that rookie deal. Well, you got you got you got three years. You got three years with Baker Mayfield on that rookie deal, no, at least, and then you can option him for that fifth right. year. I go nuts, go uh, nuts. pay everybody. Oh, well, I get it. Go out there, get some guys. You know, try really try to contend and get get to an AFC championship, get to the Super Bowl, win it, but. I don't know about go nuts. I think there's go nuts. No, no. Go with the uh, LA bottle. Go with the LA bottle. It's, it, I'm telling you, dude. It's time. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, John Dorsey already said he's not going to spend like a drunken sailor, but we'll see. Well, that was his. That was his problem in uh, Kansas City. He, you know, he went through salary cap. Well, listen. Me personally, I want to take care of our own guys. I want to draft guys, and then I think. You fill in, you fill in some pieces with free agents. You're pissing. 
I mean, I mean. <laughs> All right, that was uh, that was Guzik pissing. Um, I think that's gonna lead us on into into our first break because I also need to piss. Um, so we'll go to break here, and we'll come right back. Our our second main topic is going to be a recap of the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. So. This is Drunken Brownie Bits with Goslin and Guzik. We'll be right back. Dude, All right, uh, I wrote that. I wrote, I wrote that down. Dude, that was dude, that was so long. We have to edit the <laughs> Damn, dude. Our, our first topic took over an hour. Yeah, you're gonna have to like edit like a lot of that. Why? Well, I mean, you don't have to. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I mean, that was no, it, it was good content. Like, we were talking about the Browns. Like, we're doing like what we want to do. All right. Well, let's just try to, because we're gonna get into a lot of stuff. Let's. I don't think the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl is gonna be that long. So now that we went to break, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. It, it should be no longer than ten minutes. Yeah, no. Now that we went, just uh, don't don't get into anything specific unless it really matters. Right. You know, like the only specific thing about the playoffs we should well, get into is like this is the Saints Rams. Well, hey, the thi- that should be the only thing we get specific about. Well, the thing is, is that it's not about the Browns. Now we went into really good depth and detail because it, it, the show is supposed to be about the Browns, so. I, I think it's right. fine. Yeah, I, right, right, I don't yeah. think the like. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what I was saying. Like, what we did was fine. You know, that was that's what our show's about. Right. All right. Well, uh, let me let me write this. Let me write this part down when we come back. All right. Um, hold on. So let me get a beer first. I've only had one cock sucking beer. Huh. I'm on my sixth uh I'm on my sixth glass of water. <laughs> Alright, we gotta During during this segment I'm gonna have to like should I just like go out to my car now and grab another six pack? Yeah, go ahead. Alright, so yeah. Yeah, let's just let's just like fly through the playoffs because like honestly they weren't that good. Like, there wasn't – until, like, the AFC-NFC championship games. No. Let's just, like, fly through the first Yeah, no, we'll get into that. There's a few things I want to talk about, but other than that, we can just fly through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go get your six-pack. I am. Oh. Holy shit, this house is fucking <laughs> So I have our first break written down at sixty six fifteen. So then I'll I'll edit all this out right now, and then I'm gonna write down where we come back at. Um. So let's do let's do the playoffs, the Super Bowl, and the Fast Five before we take a break. Oh yeah, I think. Ooh, I don't know. All right, let's go. Let's do Hold on. Do you want to do NFL playoffs, Super Bowl recap, the Wickersham report, 
go to break, fat, fast no, five. No, big... no, no, no. I, no, I, I want to do the NFL playoffs, the Super Bowl, and the fast five, and then go to break. All right, that's fine. All right, you ready? I'm now brown cow. <laughs> All right, so five, four, three, two, one, silence. All right, folks, welcome back to Drunken Brownie Bits with your host, Galson and Guzik. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, our second topic for today's episode. Uh, we're going to just talk about and recap the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Um, so I thought, I thought the playoffs, they were all right. I thought some games were definitely boring. Um, the first round, the first round was terrible. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. The first round yeah, it, you, had, you had the Colts beat the shit out of the Texans. You had the Chargers pretty much dominate the Ravens until the second half or like the fourth quarter, whatever you want to call it. And, uh. You know, the, the goddamn Cowboys-Seahawks game was decided because the Seahawks, what was it, Sebastian Janikowski pulled his groin or something, <laughs> and that decided that game? I don't know if it decided it, but it, well, I mean, it they, had an impact. They should have kicked the extra point. They should have just, like, kicked the extra point, but they couldn't because they had a kicker. And then they couldn't onside kick. So they had to do some fucking stupid rugby drop. That was the, that was the worst onside kick I've ever seen. So you could say that the kicker getting hurt, Sebastian Janikowski. By the way, how fucking dumb caused a huge impact. How goddamn dumb is the NFL with with that shitty ass onside kick? You has an onside kick been successful since that new? It, it already wasn't successful, but now since this new rule. Rule, excuse me, where you can't. What is it? the The kicking team can't start running until the ball is actually kicked. How the well? How the I fuck? Mean, when was that rule in place? Because when when was that rule in place? Cause remember the Seahawks Packers NFC Championship game. I I the onside kick was a huge thing. And the Seahawks got it. That was, like, how they were able to buy it. No, I believe this rule was it's either new this past season or last season. It's pretty new. Oh, well. But, you know, whatever. It was it was terrible. Let's – we'll not get into the whole kicking shit like that. Um, well, you know, with these with, with these playoffs, a, a topic that we're definitely going to have to talk about eventually is uh, Nick Foles. Where's he going to be next year? So we're going like, to definitely have to talk about because, you know, he was out of Saints territory on that final drive, and Alshon Jeffrey just yep. inexplicably dropped. I had that. I had that wrote down. The worst time. At the worst time, and the Saints were able to pick that off because that was that was honestly, when it comes to playoffs, probably one of the worst drops of all time. I mean, I would put that top ten worst drop. Of oh, I, I don't think it, it it mattered where it was. I don't really think it was talked about enough because, dude, Nick Foles he he could have done this shit again. I mean, they were about to win. The, I don't know if he makes that catch if they win the game, 
But exactly. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But they, I, I, I would definitely say, say, say Alshon Jeffrey makes that catch and the Eagles score a touchdown and they win the game against the Saints. They go into LA and they beat LA by probably you know three scores. I think. Ooh, so. I, I don't I know about that. A vastly, I think they were a vastly superior team from the LA Rams. Mm. I really do. I think if the Eagles. I don't know about that. What happened when the Eagles played the Rams? When the, what happened when the Eagles played the Rams? Like what week fifteen or sixteen? Yeah, I know, I know, but I don't. In I LA. think it's. It could have, but I just think it's it's tougher playing playing a team twice. And listen, I'm. I'll be. Listen, I'll be the first one to tell you. I think Los Angeles fans suck, and I hate them. I can't stand them. Um, and the we'll also talk about this later. The Super Bowl ratings. We'll just show you that. Um, but I don't know if that case if they would have went in there. It, you know, the Rams could have killed them. The Ra- I think it would have been a close game, but. Let's just say Nick Foles, no. man, if, who knows if he doesn't drop that and it gets picked off, what happens? It, I mean, that guy, dude, he's, dude, he's it, pretty good. Dude, if the Eagles win that game, but, I mean, there was something wrong with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was hurt or there was something. Because Todd Gurley made that offense go more than Jared Goff did. And there was something wrong with Todd Gurley. You know, my theory, my so theory on I have, that. I have no problem. I, I honestly, I have no problem with saying the Eagles go into L.A. in the NFC Championship game and win by 17 points. I have no problem saying. I, I actually, I don't, I don't really agree with that. But I do have a theory on why Todd Gurley just all of a sudden fell off a cliff during the playoffs. I think maybe, I don't think he was hurt. I know he got banged up. And he was on my fantasy team. By the way, I somehow pulled that shit off. I am the Rough Riders champion. Go fuck yourself, pussy. <laughs> um, but anyways, I I don't think he was hurt in the playoffs. I think maybe C.J. Anderson, I think he was looking over his shoulder a little bit, knowing that C.J. Anderson was coming in and – have, doing good as fuck, like pounding the ball down had, teams' throats. Like he, he had he had ten carries in the Super Bowl. How do you explain that? I don't know. I I really don't have an answer. I don't know if anybody has an answer. I I think maybe though it had something to do with confidence in himself. No, he no he had oh, he was hurt. He was hurt. Like what? Going into like week fifteen or sixteen, like he had an injury. Apparently, and I just don't think he ever healed from that. I don't know. I don't buy that shit because what he came out and said, and he could have been just trying to be tough. He came out and said he's a hundred percent not hurt. He's a hundred percent healthy. If you're gonna say that, and that's coming out of his mouth, then I don't think he was hurt. So. He could have easily. No, no, he could have no, easily I mean, said, "Look, I feel fine. I'm not 100 percent fine, and still play." But he said, word for word, "I am 100 percent. I am healthy. I am not hurt." All right, all right, all right, all right. Let me let me give you a hypothetical, like because this like happened. Would you rather 
your star player like Todd Gurley say I'm healthy? Or what Tua Tagovailoa says, like, oh, I'm only at about 80 85%. Like, what would you rather have? Your star player saying, yeah, I'm ready to go? Or, no, no, I got a little bit wrong with me. I'm not completely ready, like Tua said. What would you rather have? I would rather, and I don't like how Tua said it, and he's a kid. I, I would rather have them say, listen, it's a long season. I'm banged up, but that's all right. I'm good to go. I'm going to play my ass off 100% or not. Something like that. That's what I'd rather have them say instead of saying, I'm 100%, man. Oh, yeah, I'm, 100, yeah, I'm healthy. I'm good to go. I'm not hurt whatsoever. And then go out there and play like dog so, shit. So now we're all wondering right. what the hell happened to this guy. Right. So, so somewhere, in the yeah. middle, somewhere in the middle between Tua and – Because, listen, maybe he was – yeah. I get that. Maybe he was hurt. I, I'm not gonna. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna like disagree, maybe, but I'm not gonna say that because the dude came out and said, "I'm ready to go, man. I'm not. I'm literally not hurt at all. I feel 100." percent He said that. So, but if you're, if you're, but if you're Sean McVay, how do you only let Todd Gurley touch the ball ten times in the biggest game of the year? I don't know. I might not be right. I just think my. My thinking is is that he lost some confidence when he did get banged up, and maybe he was 100% healthy. He lost confidence and forgot how to run the ball a little bit in the playoffs because he had C.J. Anderson splitting reps with him, and he just – Well, C.J. Anderson C.J. Anderson against Dallas, what do you have, like 135 yards? Dude, when they, signed CJ, when they signed C.J. Anderson, he was a fucking – he's a fucking beast the whole way. I mean, no one's going to deny, like, against the Saints, Todd Gurley was – He was trash. He was I mean, terrible. dude, he got benched. He was terrible. But he's still – he's still your best player. If you're only giving him 10 carries, 10 touches, I'm t- I just think, like, something has to be wrong with him. And the other thing I'll also say is that this dude, Todd Gurley, I mean, he was on my fantasy team, so I watched him a lot. At the beginning of the year, you know, they're they're utilizing running back screens, things like that, catching passes out of the backfield. This dude was good. Even last year, he can catch balls out of the backfield. I thought from what I saw that they were not doing that enough with him. And it was kind of, you know, instead of doing that every so often, you're just running the ball up the middle every – every time defense is key on that that's just so, what i uh, thought i saw another thing with this another thing with this topic you know because like jared goff has on his team he just has talent everywhere right now who would you so, take let's talk about let's talk about i i, I mean i i've always denied the notion that tom brady's Oh, he's never played with anybody. Like, yes, he has. Give me a fucking breakup. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say Tom Brady is not good. I'm. Jared Goff has a better team. Jared Goff yes. has a better team. I'm not going to yes. argue that. 100%. More talent. More talent. For sure. Why? Dude, why does the, the notion, like, oh, let's talk about Tom Brady being the greatest ever? Like, yeah, he probably is. 
He probably is. He's won six Super Bowls. Sure, I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, he's the best ever, whatever. But Bill Belichick is still the greatest coach ever. Thank you. I heard – and listen, I'm not going to, like, get in a deep, very, you know, big argument about if someone – if you said – because they – I know they did this on Bull and Fox – um, about who would you rather have, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, excuse me, or Bill Belichick? And they honestly, both honestly give me he, Belichick because a coach can coach for thirty-five years. A quarterback, even Tom Brady's stature, can't play that long. I mean, well, okay, well, Belichick, well, listen, I, I would say Tom Brady Belichick. is playing that long, but not everybody is Tom Brady, and. Okay, when I say this, because I agree with you, but when I say this, like Tom Brady, he's the he's the best. He's a great one of the best quarterbacks ever. I'm not saying that, everyone. He is phenomenal. He's smart. He is the best. Like it's him. It's like like trophy case wise. It's like, like him. Bill Belichick doesn't doesn't win these Super Bowls without someone that's that good. So you know he he's competitive. He's smart. He does his homework. He does he does everything the way you know a franchise, the best ever quarterback, is supposed to do. But me personally, I don't. I I I would just I would like to say the conversation is fucking stupid. They're fucking perfect for each other. Right. If they went anywhere else, they, they wouldn't work. But they're perfect for each other. Well, no, I don't think they wouldn't work. I just think uh, – I, I might be I, – I, if, if, if the Browns draft – if the Browns draft Tom Brady over Sturgeon – like, Sturgeon win, he's not, he's not a six-time Super Bowl Fuck champion. no. That's if, what people don't if, get. If, if the Patriots drafted Spurgeon win over Tom Brady, Bill Belichick's not a six-time Super Bowl champion. They're perfect for each other. They but do you, but do you, union. But do you still think Bill Belichick's a very good coach and wins games, even if he did draft Spurgeon win? He won eleven and five with Vinny. Thank you. Baby, okay. So yeah. Pe- yeah people don't bring that up enough. Pretty damn and good I might be contradicting myself here because I already said. Bill, he wouldn't have six without Brady, but I also Brady wouldn't have. Who knows how many Super Bowls Brady if Brady's done anything? You know, if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt and he doesn't have Bill Belichick as coach, listen, the evidence is there because Bill Belichick was already a head coach for what three seasons with the old Browns. Uh, yeah, like 92 to like whatever. 90, was. 95 was their last year. And you know what? They went 11 and 5 and won a fucking playoff game. So he had that team. Dude, they were 4 and 2. No, no, they were 4 and 2. And then Art Modell said, hey, we're going to Baltimore. Exactly. But they so, still like, they, they still finished. Again. Yeah. They finished 11 and 5 and won a playoff game. That He had that team. Oh, they were. They, they, they were five and eleven when they went to Baltimore. Yeah, but they were four and two before Art Modell announced they were going. They were. They weren't five and eleven. I thought that was their final record when they went to Baltimore. No, no, no. Their their final season, they went eleven and five. 
No, dude, that was 94. Are you sure? I thought their final season. No, no, I am, I, I am absolutely positive. That was 94. All right, well, you know what? Sorry, folks, this is 22-year-old us. We got to look this shit up because we weren't even alive. No, that was definitely 94. They beat the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs, and then they played the next season, and that's when Art Modell said they're moving. I'm 100% positive about that. All right, well, we're, we're going to look it up. I might be wrong. I probably, you know, let's see. Okay, so, you know, no, you know, you're you know, right. That that was their second to last season. They went 11-5. and five. Right, that was 94. They, they, beat, they the beat the Patriots 20-13 to 13 in wild card. And then they, they yep. got their ass beat at Pittsburgh 29-9. to nine. And so Belichick yeah, was actually – he was the coach from 91 to 95. Yeah. They weren't great. And they went eleven and five, well, but dude, then, dude, yeah, dude. like your your point, they were four and two, and then um, dumbass announced the move to shitty to shitty ass Baltimore, and they went. They ended up. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Armodell. I would literally shit in your skull, <laughs> Armodell. I would shit in your skull. They went five and eleven. I would dig up your grave. I would dick up your grave, Art Modell, take your fucking skull, and put a fat fucking turd in your eye socket. Jesus Christ. So, but yeah, no, you were right. So they went 5-11 and 11 their last season. Look, listen, Vinny Testaverde was fucking colorblind, all right? Let's remind everyone about that. The dude couldn't fucking so, tell the team well, colors you know from the other team colors. In five you know that year. Why, do you know why, like, Bill Belichick so hated in Cleveland? No. Well, yeah, because Bernie Kosar. Yeah, he hated I asked Bernie Kosar. Right. That's why everyone hated but Bill Belichick. my dad about that, who loves football just like me, knows football, was a season ticket holder even for all those years. He was at those games. He used to uh, – because at the old stadium, you – like, you used to just be able to fucking hang out with the players. Him and his buddies would – they knew where the Browns came out at the end of games, and he would, you know, go there. And a few times they would walk out of the stadium next to Bill Belichick. So, yeah. He even said Bernie, he just – he was on the downfall. He wasn't as good. He could barely move. He took a – he had a lot of fucking injuries, bad injuries. This is just what my dad has told me. I understand, folks, we were not alive. We're only 22, but we can only dream of those days when the Browns were good. But he, he just said that Bill knew he couldn't win with him and that he needed a change, and he knew he would get a shitload of criticism for doing it, but he had to do – he knew he couldn't win with them. He was just – he wasn't as good. And you saw he, – he goes to Dallas, and he's a backup. I mean – But, 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 he was a backup to Troy Aikman. Right. And Bert, Bertie won a playoff game. Right. 
I mean, like Birdie has a Birdie, super yeah, ring he does. That he actually he does earned. have a Super Bowl ring. He earned Birdie earned his Super Bowl ring. I'm not well, even. I mean, listen, being a backup quarterback still takes a lot of hard work. No, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I know, like if 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 I was Bill Belichick, I'd probably trade Birdie too. You know, but. The thing, the thing with Bill Belichick is, if you trade Bernie, you know, Vinny Testaverde is not going to be my fucking quarterback. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Vinny Testaverde, he also came from the U, like Bernie, and he was a, he was a good quarterback yeah. there. But, right. I mean, let's not – the dude was colorblind. I mean, how the fuck are you yeah. going to be – and it amazes me that you – he wasn't, like, half bad. He wasn't good, but he wasn't half bad in the NFL for not being able to fucking see colors. I mean, that's pretty impressive, but... Dude, dude 11 and 5. 11 and 5 and, uh, and a punt. Well, listen, here's, here's his record. Under, under, under Bill Belichick when he was here, they went 6 and 10, 7 and 9, 7 and 9, 11 and 5, won a playoff game, and then 5 and 11. So it wasn't all great, but they're, you know, I mean, come on, 7 and we just went 7, 8, and 1, and we're celebrating. So, you know, 7 and uh, I, I don't know which years dude, Bernie dude, was mean, still I mean, playing. I mean, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about the time me and you went to the fucking San Diego Chargers game where we fucking won our first game. Fuck yeah. At fucking 0-14 or whatever the fuck Christmas we Eve, we were 0-14. that year. And... <laughs> dude, dude we, had, we had a $50 gift card to the Browns concession Oh, game, we were hammered. And we, all went to we, That all went to we, <laughs> we got a 24-pack of Miller and split it. So we had 12 beers in the Muni lot. I'm pretty sure – yeah, that was. That Ken was the Carmen. same game Ken Carmen took a picture of us and posted on, on no, no, Twitter. No, no, no. Someone else, someone else took a picture of us and sent it to Ken Oh, Carmen. okay. And Ken Carmen uh, commented on it. That was the same, same yeah, game and, in the uh, Muni Lock. And uh, Sean Train – Sean Train tagged us. That's how because we you were wearing your Jared Goff Browns jersey. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would just like to say, fucking, if Ben Rankin ever listens to this podcast, and this is in the podcast, I texted you on Tuesday before the Super Bowl saying, I want my Jared Goff jersey <laughs> for the Super Bowl. And I texted you Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday night, I was like, hey, do you have that jersey? And you don't respond to me? You're a dick. You're a fucking Folks, dick. Folks, we have uh, – That is my jersey. That is my jersey. How dare you hide it from me? Fuck you. Folks, we have – Ben Rankin? Ben Rankin? <laughs> Folks, we have Guzik calling out somebody because he wanted his customized Jared Goff Brown jersey back before the Super Bowl. There you have it. <laughs> our our best bit of the episode. Uh, so yeah, Ben Rankin, shout out to you. Um, if you ever listen to this, also go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, 
let's keep this thing rolling. We're talking a lot about the Browns again. Obviously, that's what the show's supposed to be about. But it's right now our top it, NFL playoff Super Bowl recap. So we talked about the Alshon drop. Um, well. Well, you know, let's talk about the Super Bowl, right? Well, now, hold on. I want to um, talk about for a second because we talked about the Alshon drop, which could have, you know, basically cost the Eagles a chance to keep that magic rolling. I want to talk about right. the Bears' loss. Oh, my God. We talked about this. If this, if this happened to the Browns, we, we would, we would mean, be in jail. Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey played for the Browns, and he cost us. Remember, remember, remember that Miami Dolphins game? He cost game? us that game against the Miami Dolphins. Jesus yeah. Christ. I remember we game. watched that. Uh, we watched that where you, you were in Jake's basement with us, right? No, I was definitely at the bar. Oh, all right. Well, Jake, shout out. I, I remember, remember me I remember and you. Getting on a knee. I remember getting on a knee to kick, like, a 48-yard field goal to win the game, getting on a knee – to pray we fucking make it, and that dude fucking <laughs> dude missed three field goals that game. I just I, some of the yeah, shit I just yeah. don't forget about. Like, and it's not like it's yeah, not no, like no. we. This is what I can't stand about people too that they rip on the Browns. Like if we trade players to the fucking Patriots or something, it's not like we cut these dudes or trade them and get rid of them, and they go on to become like. Pro Bowl, all pro players. That doesn't fucking happen, people. All right? The Browns, well, I know they've no, been. Hey, let me stop you real quick. The only two people you could say that would be Mitchell Swartz okay. and Alex Okay, Mack. well, okay. That, First of all, Alex Mack didn't want to be here anyways. Because the Browns couldn't find a fucking quarterback. Yeah. Okay, so I don't even count that one. Alex Mack wanted to leave. Mitchell Schwartz, though, that's one I can agree on that that was just fucking dumb. Like, how fucking inept do you have to be? Just fucking re-sign your own players that are playing good and that want to be there. I think John Dorsey's going to do that. But the Bears lost. At, at the same time, at the same time, I want to shout out Chris Hubbard. I was tough on you in the first couple weeks, but you played pretty That's solid the in the, like, that, the last. I was very like we were both very very. We taught Chris Hubbard. I was, very, and, I was very very questionable about, about Chris Hubbard, but hey hey, I want to shout you out. You played very well in the last. Chris Hubbard, I I know you're going. I know you're Keep never going. gonna listen to this, but uh. I just want to let you know, because we're honest guys. We are definitely honest guys on here. We talked a lot of shit about you. But you improved. You definitely improved, and you impressed yeah. me towards the end of the year, for sure. I think, I think Chris Hubbard could be a starting right tackle in the NFL. I, I, I firmly believe that now. Keep going, dude. Keep doing your shit. If he's not a, star, if he's not going, a starter, he's a really, he might be one of the best backups on – on the offensive line in the league. So good, good job. Well, that's, Hubbard. That's, um, what he was. That, 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 that's what he was in Pittsburgh. Right. He was a, he was like a right on the edge backup in Pittsburgh. But no, dude, this bears loss. I mean, and I'm a, I'm a big fan. Obviously Mitch Trubisky, he, he went to school about 40 minutes from our hometown, 50 minutes. We, yeah, we no, watched him in the, fine. That's in fine. the uh, state playoffs. That's fine, but, I mean, dude, dude, Mitch Trubisky is the next Alex Smith. You know, he's only going to go as far as his defense. 
and his talent can take him. He's not Baker. Uh, he's yeah, not I'm not, I don't Lawrence. know. He's not Andrew Locke. He's not on. That I understand. Level. I don't. He, I don't want to give it. I don't want to like. I think he's good. I think he's improving every year. I don't. I think he's. Yeah, I don't I think. Was, I don't yeah, think yeah, the Alex, Bears. Alex Smith was good too. He's. He's not that talented. He's not. He just isn't. Listen, I don't know. I I disagree a little bit. I get what you're saying, but I don't think the Bears. I don't all think right, the Bears right. win that division without Trubisky. All right, let, let me just lay you something down. All right, he was drafted number two overall, right? All right, who was drafted number eleven? In that same draft, who was drafted 11th? You said who was drafted 11th? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Who was drafted 12th? Deshaun Watson. Out of those three guys, rank them. One, two, three. Who would you rather have? Um, Mahomes. Listen, I know where you're going with this. Mahomes, Watson. Okay, Mahomes, Watson, and Trubisky, but I'm not – I'm not going to take away anything from Trubisky. I think he's a good NFL quarterback. I do. That's just me. Yeah, but how good was the Bears defense? How good was that Bears defense? It was good, but I don't – I. It was, the be- it was probably the best defense in the league. I just, I just think, just like Baker is our guy, I think he's the Bears guy to where they drafted him, and he's improved year no, to year. No, no, no. I – I swear to God, I swear to God, if you ever put Mitch Trubisky on the same level that's as not, Baker Mayfield, that's not what time, I did. I will smack the <laughs> shit out of you. I will smack the shit out of you forever. Saying that's that's like not that. what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Bake, I would take. Well, I would no, take. No, that's what you. No, said, listen. Though. That's what you said. If Bake, okay. I, Baker's our guy, meaning he's the only one that could come into the Browns' dysfunction and stick with it and deal with it. I think if we drafted Mitch, fuck no. This dude, he would have already been flamed out by now. Well, no. So, I mean, that's the thing. Put Baker on the Bears. Does that bugle at the end of the game even matter? No, because Baker scores fucking three touchdowns and you're up by fucking 15 points. All right, I think – I think my main left. point. I'm listen. Dude, I think my main. Dude, 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 dude. No, 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 no. Put Baker on the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. Who wins? Ah, uh, I don't know, dude. He's a rookie. I don't know. <laughs> dude, Jared Goff literally like went to Walmart, bought a diaper, <laughs> fucking opened the diaper up, and just shat at it. Like, oh, Dude, Belichick scares me, and then just like I get what you're saying. You just chat in a okay. in the city of. Atlanta. I get what you're saying. I would definitely, I would take Baker over both of them. I'm, just, I don't know if they still win that game though. I mean, we're talking Brady and Belichick. Maybe the the game's closer. Maybe it's more high scoring. No, dude, no, no. If Baker is in place of Jared as a rookie. Ball, this yeah. year, right now, you think if they had Baker yeah. that they win that game? Talk about – hey, talk about that pass to Brandon Cooks where if that fucking throw was on a lit – Oh, oh, yeah. it was on like a – No, I don't – I don't – That's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. Oh, I don't, I don't disagree I mean, with that. If that's a – 
Jason McCourty breaks it up. No, dude, if that's a fucking dart, like Baker would have just put it on him. Uh, for sure, that's a touchdown. Exactly, exactly. That one play, if you have Baker instead of Jared Goff, like you're up. But you don't know, maybe the Patriots' offensive scheme then changes when they're down. I don't know. You never – you never know. Maybe, maybe. But we're not we're, – we're, no, no, we're never no, going to no. know that. I would take Baker over oh, Goff yeah. and Trubisky right now. But our main point was, you know, just going back to the Bears game and how – heartbreaking that shit was and that I don't want to hear anybody say that that Cody Parkey didn't lose them that game. Okay. I told you this the other day. I understand other shit could have happened. But at that moment, not even a 50-yard field goal, it is your one main job to make field goals. You are, oh. you are a pro. You're getting paid millions to kick field goals. All you're right, in the right. playoffs. You it what was it? Like a 43-yard field goal to end the game, win the game. And yeah. yeah. You fucking miss. You, you miss. Right. You I mean, there's no you fucking miss. Now, I'm not going to sit here and rip on it. Now, if this was the Browns, I don't know, it'd be a different story. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to you know, like fucking kill you now. If if this was the Browns, we probably would have been in jail. But <laughs> you have one job. Like the quarterback has a job to lead the offense, not throw interceptions, throw touchdowns. The running back has a job of not fumbling the ball, running the ball, getting you know tough yards. Receivers they need to catch the ball. Your job is standing on the sidelines, excuse my squeak, and kicking field goals. Now, I would have a little bit more sympathy, a little, if it was 50-plus. This was a 43-yard goal to move on and and end the game. At home, at home. It's not like it was against an away crowd. Well, the other thing was, for Chicago – in January, that's like the best weather you could ask for. Yeah, right. it was cold, but there was no wind. Right. Like, dude, have you ever been to Soldier Stadium? Oh, it's windy as shit. It's on the fucking lake. Just like the Browns. Yeah, exactly. But, like, at that game, there was no fucking wind. Like, you couldn't ask for better kicking conditions for a January game at Soldier Stadium. Like, that was it. Like that, I think, I think, I think my main point – That's what you pray I for. think my main point in bringing up the Bears' loss is that the Browns, if we're going to compete and contend and we're going to, you know, use our season tickets and go to a, a playoff – a home playoff game hopefully next year. Maybe if it's not a home playoff game, a playoff game, the Browns need a kicker. And I don't think that's Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph, I appreciate well, yeah, yeah. you, dude. Yeah, no, we'll you you were decent. No, no. You were decent. Yeah, well, you were better than Zane Gonzalez, and that's well, not saying much. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that next week. That's, that's definitely like a next week. Yeah. We'll definitely get into that. I'm just saying Browns in the NFL, in any, you know, college, NFL, you need a kicker. And if you have a kicker that just sucks 
and it's a clo- close, tight game, defensive battle, or, you know, anything. Dude, 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 dude. Bottom line, bottom line, Steven Gaskowski is a free agent. Whatever the fuck the Patriots offer him, offer him $10 million more. Get him. Get Steven Gaskowski on the fucking he's, Browns right He's not going to be on the Browns. Dude, why not? Because the Patriots are not going to let him walk. Dude, we can pay him more than the Patriots. I don't know. Well, listen, I am, I am the first one to tell you. Dude, pay him. Pay him. Pay him three years, $30 million for a kicker. I don't care. I want Gaskowski. This is a little bit of a spoiler alert because we're going to have this on, uh, you know, more episodes. My number one need in the offseason would be a kicker. We'll get more into that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total spoiler. Yeah, we both want a fucking But. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But, 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 I don't. We're not getting Steven Gostowski. I promise. If I said that right. Why not? Because yeah, the not? Patriots are not the old fucking Browns who let go guys like Phil Dawson. How fucking dumb was that shit? Dude, I would overpay Goss. I just told you, I would pay three years, $30 million, Goskowski. Three years, $30 million for a kicker. Dude, we need a kicker. I get it. I get it. Kicker. We would be in the <laughs> I understand. You know, I totally understand that. No, no, clearly you don't because you think, like, we wouldn't pay that. Like, no, you need a fucking kicker. Listen. Like, we have the rest of the team. Like, our special teams cost us at least three or four games. That's a playoff So, but, but you want to get – but you want to give a guy $10 million a year? To kick field goals? To make the playoffs? Fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um – Maybe I don't know. We'll years, see. Listen, million, I've always dude, dude, dude. Three minute, three years, ten million, and blowjob. <laughs> it was whatever fucking hooker shoves a thumb off, like up God's Wait, what's going on? Like, what's going care. on with these blowjobs? Because I vote we keep these blowjobs. With the blowjobs, with the blowjobs, like with the three years, ten million, like God's couch is getting blowjobs, and like whoever's fucking sucking his cock. <laughs> Is gonna throw a fucking thumb up his ass. Like, <laughs> Sorry, like, folks. This uh, this might kicker. be a little R-rated, um, but we did warn you that we will be swearing on this podcast. So, fucking deal with it. Um, if you did not get my quote on we should keep those blowjobs, that is from Will Ferrell and Semi Pro. That is Semi Pro. You guys should watch movies. Uh, <laughs> What's going on with the blowjobs? <laughs> Yeah, we vote we uh I vote I vote I vote we keep the flow jack. <laughs> All right. Um what else with the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl? Uh obviously I think we talked a little oh, bit yeah, about yeah. the Saints. They they were robbed. We talked about that. Um what the, the AFC NFC championship games, those were obviously excited. What'd you think about those? Um you know, it's amazing because, you know, if that pass interference gets called with the Saints, you know, yep. they get to field goal with no time left on the clock and they win the game. And yep. even the Chiefs game, like that offside by D Ford, if if he's not – he was offside. I'm not going to, like, 
playing the right. Oh, my God. He wasn't offside. The Chiefs win that game, too. But, uh, honestly, that was probably the best championship we got in my entire life. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, I I cannot hold it. That that was a piss. I'm gonna be honest. That that was me pissing. Back here, drunken brownie bits had a technical difficulty there for a second. Um, all right, let's jump back into real quick. We'll wrap this up with. Um, NFL playoffs and Super Bowl recap. Um, we were just talking about the AFC and NFC championship games. They were probably some of the most – two of the most exciting championship games, championship game weekend that we have seen in a long time. Um, you, want, you, you want my final thoughts on the Super Bowl? Yeah, go ahead. You want my final thoughts? The Browns could have played with both the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots. The Browns are not that far. I they are complete next year or a year away. They easily could have been competitive. Completely agree with you. That's that's why I don't understand. And some things can happen. If you're talking injuries or things like that, fine. I'll give you that. But I don't understand with this roster right now why eight and eight. Why you'd be okay with that? That may, that's a loser mentality. That I'm don't don't argue. That's a loser mentality. If we go eight and eight as season ticket holders next year, I swear to God, I'm going to throw a Mazatov cocktail through the window of Jimmy Haslam. <laughs> well, Jimmy Haslam, he's he continues to be a god awful owner, so. I'll come help you with that. But, no, the, in terms of the Super Bowl, before we had uh, some technical difficulties, who did you want to win between the Patriots and Chiefs? And the Rams and Saints. Like I said before, I thought I said before, like, it doesn't matter to me. I don't really care who wins. If it's not the Browns, I don't care. Oh, I, that's no, I mean, that's fair enough. I, it's team, not like I was. I don't care. It's not like I was, like super upset over anyone winning or losing. But to me right. personally, I just wanted, I wanted Drew Brees to get another Super Bowl. Me personally, that's who I wanted to win. Um, I was a little upset over that. And then me, I know a lot of other people wanted the Patriots, or not the Patriots, wanted the Chiefs to win because they're sick of seeing the Patriots. Me, I wanted the Patriots mainly because, and I know one of our friends gets on me about this, being Brad bitter Brad or Brad a bitter I'll ex. Say it. I'll say it. Yeah, I'll say whatever. It. I'll say it. Brad like, Brecker. I don't give a fuck. Cam Irving is a fucking asshole, okay? Cam Irving, fuck you if you're listening to this. You, you never will, Dude, but did listen. You see, did you see Did you see how Cam Irving yes. celebrated 
When yes. He, like, the Chiefs scored a touchdown Listen, in Cleveland. that dude was horrible for us. Take out coaching. I don't give a shit. This dude was a freaking joke. And then he's going to come on yeah, a yeah, really yeah. good, talented team and mock our mock, mock the fans, hey. taunt the fans. Are you hey, kidding uh, me, Tam Irving? Hey. What the fuck have you done? Hey, hey, I'll go a step further. Hey, Cam Irving, Cam Irving, if, if you ever listen to this, 187 Wheeler Street, Akron, Ohio. You can come here if you want. You're probably gonna hold. You're probably gonna get a holding call before you come here. But if you want to come here, yeah, I'll bust your fucking lips. I will bust your lips the fuck open. I will fuck you up, Cam Murphy. You are trash. You're still trash. You're just lucky to be part of a good offense. No, you're. Awful. Can we just mention? Awful. Can uh? Fuck you up, Cam Murphy. Yeah, we both can't stand Cam Irving. Fuck. Um. Yeah, tag Cam Irving. Tag can we both? Can we both uh, like, talk about like, Twitter? Like, can we talk about the fact that you have a Cam Irving jersey that is signed by none other than Cam Irving and Sean Coleman? Dude, <laughs> Dude I will wear that jersey. Like background story, I had that Cam Irving jersey, and I only wanted Cam Irving to sign it. And Cam Irving signed it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna go at a training camp. And Sean Coleman's like. Oh, this dude, Sean Cole was just like, oh, this jersey needs to sign. I'm going to sign the fuck out of this jersey. Like, no, don't do that, Sean. And just signed it. Well, yeah, like, uh, I would wear that signed Cam Irving jersey uh, when I punched him in the face. Repeatedly. A little more detail. Like, punched him like six A little times. more detail on that story. We are at a Browns training camp. Guzik had his Cam Irving jersey. This was during before the training camp for the one and fifteen team, because I had a brown. It was after no 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 no. It was after the one and fifteen season. It was the zero and sixteen season. I don't think so, because I had a Browns. I have no. Dude, no. I'm telling you, dude, it was the zero and sixteen season. It was the zero and because Jamar Taylor was on that team. Right, and he Jamar that was the Jamar that was Taylor the one and fifteen team. season, and you know how because I moved to I oh, moved to dude, Charlotte dude, last dude, year, dude, dude, and didn't go to any training camps. Dude, Jamar Taylor. Dude, Jamar Taylor was on the 0-16 team. So on the 1-15 and team. the only reason I know he was on that team is because Jake wanted to sniff his girlfriend. No, but do you, <laughs> do you remember? No, dude, I. <laughs> oh, should I sniff <laughs> <laughs> But no, I promise you because I have that Browns football that I got signed by almost like every player. And remember. Dude, that's probably where remember, like. That's probably worth like. <laughs> Dude, not even. I have a one in fifteen teams uh, signed football because you remember Terrell Pryor was on that team. He wasn't on the zero and sixteen team. Dude, but remember, Dude, we should burn rem- that. We should burn that. <laughs> we should burn that. <laughs> it has almost every player on it. <laughs> you, by fucking but scrubs. do you remember? Do you remember Dick was with us? And he was talking about yeah, he was talking about Jamar Taylor's uh, either girlfriends or wives. He was fucking talking to her. Yeah, Jake tried to sniff her. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's the one. Anyways, a little going back to the Cam Irving jersey. A little more detail on that is that 
we were getting autographs and Guzik already got his one from none other than Cam Irving on his Cam Irving jersey. And my dad, <laughs> Dick Goslin, we were standing there. Guzik had his back turned towards the little rope area where players were coming down the line. And all of a sudden, a guy, a player, Sean Coleman, starts writing <laughs> with a Sharpie on Guzik's jersey, Cam Irving jersey, <laughs> and big points. Dude, I'll, I'll pull that jersey out right now. I can, I, I can pull that jersey out right Dick now. Dick points out that, hey, that guy just signed your jersey. <laughs> you turn around and look on your back, and now instead of just Cam Irving's autograph on a Cam Irving jersey, it's Cam Irving and Sean Coleman autograph. <laughs> fucking so fucking but yeah, uh, Dick and Jake just loved Jamar Taylor's girl's ass. They they loved it. Um, Not her ass, her ass. Yeah, I, I don't. I I guess Jake. By the way, folks, Jake is one of our buddies. He I guess likes yeah. to sniff assholes. So, <laughs> anyways, let's move on. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I think you can tell I wanted the Patriots to win. Um, I also wanted them to win the Super Bowl because I know they've been there so much, but being a Browns fan, I think this just made obvious sense. Why would I want Cam Irving playing in a Super Bowl, possibly winning? And two, L.A. fans suck. Why the fuck do they have teams? So LeBron, thank you for the championship, but, dude, you're a fucking tool. Like, go have fun in L.A., dude. Um, dude, 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 let's talk about, like, once Drew Brees, re- like, retires, if the Browns were in the NFC, we'd be the best team in that fucking conference, like, by far. But instead, we have to deal with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs and fucking Andrew Luck and the Colts, like... The NFC is going to be so garbage when Drew Brees retires. It's it's definitely has never been like in the past few years as good, for sure. It's just the AFC definitely like listen, young quarterbacks, young quarterbacks. If we're talking young quarterbacks, uh, Baker, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck. Um, Pat Mahomes, uh, all these young guys mostly are in the AFC. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me an NFC quarterback that's worth a damn. Yeah, I agree. But so obviously the Patriots the get their so much better than the NFC for like at least six. Obviously, years. the Patriots get their six Super Bowls. Excuse me. Uh, I think that's the alcohol talking. Um, had a sh- little stroke there. Sorry. Um, Patriots get their sixth Super Bowl victory. And I don't know a lot of people realize, unless understand me thinking that ties the Steelers, fuck the Steelers, hashtag fuck the Steelers, they can right. never brag about being number one in Super Bowls ever again, all right? They're tied now. 
So listen, I know the Patriots are there every year in the past 20 years, like nine times, but there are some good that come out of that. We can tell our kids about that. We can, now the Steelers can't fucking brag. They're the only ones with six Super Bowls now. Um, Cam Irving didn't win a fucking Super Bowl. Fuck him. Uh, Los Angeles. Why would you want a Los Angeles fan base winning anything? They're not real fans. They're fake fans. Yeah, dude. Like, they don't give a shit unless they're yeah, good, dude, all right? Yeah. I, I can't wait. I can't wait until Anthony Davis goes to fucking Los Angeles. Good. Like, go. That's good. Like Fuck the NBA. I, I love that. NBA so fucking suck. Listen, I understand crazy. that we were all gung-ho when the Cavs were in dude, the finals and the playoffs. But listen, the NBA has turned into a fucking, like, complete drama queen just joke. I mean, dude, dude, we could talk. We could talk for three hours about Kevin Durant going. Oh, the media needs. To go like, how do you talk about what I'm going to do next year? Like, dude, they understand. Like, no one gives a shit about what's actually happening in the game. Like, all we care about is, like, where the dudes are going <laughs> Exactly. Like, Kevin Durant is so fucking That's cool. all anybody talks about in the NBA. Now, NFL, the games, that's, that's what matters. The NBA, oh, my God, give me a break. I mean, just. Dude, I would, dude, I would totally fight Kevin Durant. I would totally Oh, fight. my God, fuck that pussy. Listen, he can be yeah, seven feet that tall. That dude is a total fight. bitch. Durant, you'll never listen to this. I if this somehow punch, finds a way. I would punch the. Go ahead. Kevin Durant. Kevin, Kevin Durant. <laughs> I would punch the fuck out of your face. Like, like six or seven <laughs> times. Just like fist to your face. Like, you're a fucking <laughs> pussy. I would beat the fuck out of you. You're such a bitch. How dare you tell anybody to grow up? Oh, you do go on your like Twitter burner accounts, dude. I will fucking knock you out. I don't give a shit that you're seven foot. Hey, like, uh, dude, you bench like a hundred twenty five hey, pounds. Like, you already told uh, Cam Irving your address. Can you please tell uh, Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant, one eight seven Wheeler Street, Akron, Ohio. If you if you're in the mood to get like stomped out, because I'm gonna stomp <laughs> your face in, but yeah, if you want, let's go. Hell yeah! All right, that's it for that topic. That's you know I know we brought the NBA into it, but that's that's uh, playoffs, Super Bowl recap, all that good stuff. Yeah, I would definitely fight the fuck out of Cam Irving. I would definitely fight. But him. hey. Let's move on to uh, it's it's not one of our main topics, but something fun we want to do, um, because we're gonna have we're gonna have five main topics, and then we're also going to have a fast five. So our fast five is just just five quick things that we'd like to share. Um, we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on just, but but five quick things that we saw in the news that we bring up real quick. Um, and talk about those. So, uh, our fast five for today's very first episode is, I think, the first thing. We don't have to go in order, Guzik, but um, no, not at all. I kind of want to bring up since we just talked about the Super Bowl, uh, the Patriots parade. 
Because there were a few things about the Patriots parade that, you know. Well, no, 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 no. Real quick, real quick. I'm not surprised about the fucking domination. <laughs> Got drunk and fought each other. Like, I'm not surprised about that at all. Like, Rob Gronkowski had a full beer thrown in his face. Like, a bunch of drunk racists. Like, that's, that's how I would describe the Patriots. Honestly. Parade. Like, a bunch of fucking drunk Honestly, racists. I agree with you. I'm, I, when I saw the video, I didn't see of Gronk getting hit in the face with a beer. You actually told me that. But when I saw the video of a whole group of Patriots fans at the parade just fighting, beating the shit out of each other, I thought it was funny, but I wasn't surprised even the slightest. I, I think that's how right. fucking Boston fans are. Um, right. It's kind of a joke. I mean, let's just say... We haven't had a championship, or we didn't have a championship. It was 56 years. 52. Excuse me. Sorry. 52 years we had not won a championship in any professional sports for Cleveland. And we had, and you know what? Did you see this shit on uh, Twitter that, the Patriots parade had like 1.5 million. Somebody pulled a number out their ass. And just to, just yeah, to right. put it a little bit above the Cavs parade, that, th- no, there's no right. fucking way. That ca- downtown Cleveland, there was 1.3 million people at that parade. Now, I want to tell you, I promise you, I know I wasn't around the whole city, but there were no fucking videos. And I was there the whole day, 6 a.m. to about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. There were were no fights the night we won game seven. That was the happiest night of my life. Just crying, hugging any stranger I could hug, high-fiving the parade. You know, it was hot, it was exhausting, it was, you know, it was really, until they came around, it wasn't that great, but there was no fighting, there was no talking shit, there was, it was just pure happiness, and it's, I, it's pathetic that that happened at a championship parade in a city that had just won. It's, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's laughable, honestly. I mean, I mean, I hate Boston. Like, honestly, like the entire city of Boston could just like drown, <laughs> just drown. Like, I don't care. Like, fuck all of you. Like, you're guys, such a fucking asshole. Like, you watch fucking like Bird and like like Bill Russell, all that shit. Like, fuck you, fuck you. Honestly, like, die, die. <laughs> okay, that's the uh, that's alcohol shit. talking there. But uh, no.
So good.